Welcome to Ag Future, presented by Alltech. Join us as we explore the challenges and opportunities facing the global food supply chain and speak with experts working to support a planet of plenty. I'm Tom Martin with another Ag Future podcast, and joining us from County Cork, Ireland, are Pete and Paula Hines, full-time dairy farmers and founders of Ag Mental Health Week, set this year for October 10th through the 16th. And of course, the mental health of farmers is a year-round concern, but it does help to stop, take a deep breath, and focus on taking an honest-to-goodness vacation from it all, including from those devices that we carry around with us. Good to have you back, Pete and Paula. Wonderful to, Thanks for uh, having us. chat to you, Tom. You Thanks bet. Thanks for having us on the podcast. You bet. And and uh, if you could, just a brief bit of background on Ag Metal Health Week, if you would. What inspired you all to establish this special week? So Ag Mental Health Week is a global awareness campaign to, I guess, create, to bring the ag sector together uh, as one and create awareness around mental health uh, across the agricultural sector, right from through ag companies to farm level and veterinary surgeons uh, and beyond, and I suppose highlight the support services that are there. Uh, we founded it in 2020. After a conversation between myself and Paula, and it was actually we were having a conversation just after Farm Safety Week in Ireland, and the thought occurred to us that tragically we lose more farmers to suicide than we do to farm accidents, and there's no specific global awareness campaign for uh, mental health. So we decided to uh, start Ag Mental Health Week in 2020, and uh, we're into our third year now, so... Would you say that the ag community is is beginning to kind of come around to recognition that this is a pretty pervasive problem? Yeah, I think 100%. uh, There's a lot more awareness there. um, And people are very proactive in, I guess, supporting mental health uh, and mental health awareness and suicide awareness in agriculture. Just taking Ireland into context there, there's two huge research studies going on at the moment, uh, one in UCD Ag uh, and one in DCU in Dublin, uh, and both looking at, I guess, the challenges that face farmers, but also ultimately uh, th- those research studies have to come up with solutions as to how we can improve awareness, how we can ask farmers to seek support, etc. Well, we'll really look forward to, to seeing those and talking about them. Uh, I know that your focus this year is a really challenging one, and that is disconnecting from social media, to take the time to just relax, to, heaven forbid, enjoy the company of others, <laughs> to take a true vacation. What inspired this theme? We were at the stage that even when we were sitting down at the kitchen table having our dinner, me, Pete, and the kids would be on the phones flicking through Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And, you know, it actually takes an awful amount of time. And I just felt at home, especially that there was no more conversation. We were actually at the stage where I could be in the sunroom and the kids could be in the sitting room and they'd send me a text instead of coming out to have an actual conversation or to ask me the question. (laughs) (laughs) That's so familiar. And uh, you definitely take your work with you. I can hear it in the background. It's really great. Yeah, Um, always. So so, uh, you guys took a vacation, went to France, as I understand it. We did. It was a very quick, short break, a three-day break. (laughs) But it it was better than nothing. Well, were you able to unplug? 
Not 100% because the kids were at home, mm-hmm. so we would have just checked in with them daily. That's it, really. We might have Googled it, you know, if we needed to find a particular spot, we would have put it into Google Maps to find our way. But other than that, we didn't post, you know, we weren't posting much about what we were, what we were doing or where we were going or we just kind of decided that it was time for ourselves, just the two of us, to spend some quality time together. Because even though we worked together, we were constantly passing each other all day in the farm. <laughs> you know, we'd, we wouldn't spend... Um, quality time together as such. I just got back from a, uh, about a four-day trip away, and we couldn't help noticing as we passed through the airports that just about everybody we saw had their heads bent, focused on that device. It was almost surreal. And uh, this conversation that we're having is uh, kind of an opportunity to stop that for at least a moment and think about what we're doing to ourselves. First, what are the effects, do you think, to mental well-being of being so glued to social media and those devices? I think ultimately is, you know, social media can be, it can be an amazing place, but it, it can also be, you know, I guess a very false world and, a, and in some places a, a very negative space as well. And when you spend so much time on, on social media, it, you forget to actually look at what's happening around you and I guess forget to chat to the people that are, are around you. And, and um, I think it can also cloud your judgment at times. And it's it's kind of ironic that we're, we're talking about not spending time on social media when we're running a global awareness campaign that is on social media. But I think it was something that myself and Paula really, really learned in the last 12 months is that like, life is so hectic. And uh, like we were away last in November 2021. Uh, and again, we in, in uh, we went away for a sun holiday, brief sun holiday. And again, we were in Paris in in April and uh, in late August. And I think we really realised that you know when we go away, it's about enjoying time together and not having to share that with the whole world. That uh, you know, I think it's it's about taking space for ourselves and just getting a, a, you know, for everyone. Life is so busy that it's about just stopping and enjoying the space that you have. Well, so for those of us who do find ourselves constantly checking that smartphone, and again on that uh, trip that we took, whale watching, in between whales, everybody in the boat went back to their smartphones. And so I'm just wondering now in the context of what we're talking about, you have a vacation coming up, you know it's coming the end of the week. How do you start disconnecting or weaning yourself from that device and tell yourself, okay, it's time to unplug? It takes a lot of discipline, doesn't it? For me, it's just a very conscious decision that it's something that has to be done. Like, we we would have a big following on social media and, like, we use it a lot for promoting things that companies and stuff we'd be working with. But, you know, you on the run up to this, our or even the day we're going, I'd put out something, say, out of the office for a few days. Because on the other side of it, you know, you'd have people following you. And if you do vanish all of a sudden as well, people would be messages going, God, are you okay? Mm-hmm. So there is the advantage of it. But, you know, so that's why I'd always put up saying, oh, we're, you know, going out of the office or taking a few days. Um, but for me, it's just a conscious decision that, because for me personally, when I'm at home, 
I'm constantly watching my clock with between doing the clothes in the morning. Um, my do- One of our daughters never got a bus ticket this year for the school bus. So now I have to drive her to school and then I have to come back and be organized to get my younger daughter to school. So I'm constantly watching the clock every day, all day, because then the two girls have to be picked up and then our other daughter has to be dropped and collected from work. So for me, it's so lovely, even if it's only three days, just to go and do nothing and not watch the clock and have just me time. And if it, if I want to sit down and have a coffee for two hours, I can do it, whereas I can't do that at home. And it's nice to just forget about the phone. So it's for me, it's easy to switch off from it. Like, I think for me, it's about... You know, and I find at times I have to to structure my time or, or or my week, and just take this week for example. Now, like we're we're busy on the farm all day. We're 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 uh, preparing animals for a big dairy show that uh, here in a couple of weeks, and then in the evening, I have a lot of articles to write for the paper. I have a lot of emails to catch up on Fragmental Health Week, uh, and a few other bits. And I made a conscious decision at the start of the week that. Yeah, I would work Monday evening, Tuesday evening and Wednesday evening, but I needed to clear my desk because Thursday evening was space for me and space trying to have time with Paul and sit down and watch a movie or whatever. So it's about just adding a bit of planning to one you know, on a on a daily basis there. Like when I go home in the evening, I won't answer the phone unless it's really, really important. Uh, and, uh, you know, when we sit down to watch a film, I'm not going to check check emails or check to see what's happening on Twitter, etc. I'll try and take space from it, but it does take discipline, I do agree. Well, we know that owning and managing a farm is a 24-7 laundry list of responsibilities. So uh, how long can you be away from your operation and feel comfortable about that? Would you say one week, even two, is, or is that just really stretching it? Definitely for me, one week is enough. Um, I'd after a week I'd start panicking about my girl, my ladies, mm-hmm. <laughs> my cows. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm comfortable with a week, but after that, then I really do start panicking that things would be going wrong, or to know if the person that's here didn't pick up the phone and tell me there was something wrong. <laughs> and and how about that person who's there? How do you make sure the farm is fully managed while you're away so that you can try to truly enjoy the brief respite from all those demands? Um, Whoever we leave, well, when myself and Pete go away together, just the two of us, mm-hmm. we're very, very lucky. We have a, our middle daughter, Becky, she's only, she's 15. She's a phenomenal farmer. She can actually run the farm on her own. She's brilliant. She knows everything inside and out. But we just have someone in to give her a hand. Um, when we go away as a family, um, the person that would be left in charge would, I'd have to know them really, really well. And they would have had to been here numerous times with me milking in the parlour and getting to know the cows and everything and the way things are done um it wouldn't i couldn't just phys- i couldn't ring up the farm relief services and say oh i want someone for the week because i wouldn't be able to relax so i'd have to know the person inside out and know that they'd respect the cows the way we'd respect them like the cows are you know at the end of the day they're our work colleagues so they're family like so that's the biggest challenge. Well, you mentioned something there I wonder about. Is there actually a service that you can turn to? I mean, or are we talking here about the possibility of a budding industry of of being a farm manager on call? There is a service available, but 
like that, it's still extremely difficult to get somebody. Like even release makers for the weekends, it's getting harder and harder to um, get people. I suppose the younger generation, there's not doesn't seem to be that many of them wanting to go into egg because of the hours and the seven days a week. You know, I suppose some farmers paint a picture that, oh, you have to be there seven days a week, 24 hours a day. But at the end of the day, it's down to the individual and down to management. Like, you know, it's vital that everyone gets time off the farm. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us, we make it a priority regardless. You just, you know, you take a chance when you do leave a stranger in to run your farm. But like, I mean, it's vital yeah. that you do it like... Well, I've read that taking a vacation does increase your mindfulness. It makes you feel more present and stimulated. And how does this act of unplugging help you rest your mind? Well, for me, it just totally recharges my batteries. You know, calving season is extremely busy from the end of January to February, March. We have a lot of cows calving. Um, There's no time for... Anything bare, you're just here 24 hours a day, you're on call at night time in case the cows need you. But for me, I'd have to have something to look forward to. Like we'd always take a break in April for a wedding anniversary. So I, it's just, I, it's, you just discipline yourself that you just have to take the time to uncharge because you'll wear yourself out and you'll burn yourself out. And I'd get to the stage when I get to that, I don't know, I wouldn't be able to sleep. And then sure, I'm no good to anyone if I can't eat and sleep. Well, you know, it seems as though I was mentioning before how as we pass through the airport, everybody seemed to be on their phones. And even in between events, as we did things on vacation, people turned back to their phones. Our devices have become integrated into the vacation experience. We use them to get information about things we want to see and do, to get directions, make reservations. Did did you forego all of those things or did you allow yourself to use them within limits when you were on vacation? I think we always use them within within limits. Uh, yeah, if I wanted to, if I want to find something interesting to do, I'll Google it. And uh, but I, I, we just re- really found it interesting this year that when you limit yourself to maybe checking in with home or Google, googling something, that you can post all the photos of places you've been when you when you when you come home and. Uh, you actually meet really, really interesting people when you, when you take the time away from the phone and have a conversation with somebody that's actually in front of you. And uh, we've met some amazing people this year, so it's uh, it's, it's been fun. But I, th- I think you know, we're all, every everyone needs their phone for something, whether it's the alarm clock or just checking where they want to go or checking what time they have a reservation for something. So it's it's quite easy to do that and. I think likewise with Ag Mental Health Week this year, like you know, we do a lot, a lot of live streams on Facebook, where we have an amazing panel of guests right through the week and, and right from across the sector that we'll be chatting to. Uh, and even though they're live streamed, those videos will be there after. And one of the big things we do in the week is Mile for Mental Wellbeing, where we encourage people to go out and run or walk a mile and just get out in the fresh air get a little bit of exercise and I think a mile is it's a nice distance for someone maybe that hasn't gone walking or running before that uh, it's quite easily achievable and we can fit it into any time of our day and you know I'd actually much rather that uh, somebody would go out and take that 10 minutes and go for a run or do do mile for, mile for mental well-being than uh, then posting something on social media for Ag Mental Health Week because you know, they can 
they can tell tell us next week uh, the week after that they that they went and did the mile and you know, the difference that it made to the day and that that's fine fine by me but I think we really really need to get the message across to people that you know we have to prioritize our mental well-being and especially in agriculture uh, farming is a time-consuming job it can be a highly stressful job and if we prioritize our mental well-being it puts us in a, in a stronger and a better position you know, when times are tough and times are busy. And, and like Paula was saying there, you know, when we're calving, it's such a demanding time of the year in the spring, but we always have something planned for April so that we have something to look forward to. And we know there's there's a break coming and there's space for us again. So, uh, you know, it's when you can fit that into your life, it gives you something to work towards as opposed to just feeling that it's an endless daunting task of work after work after work. I think that is really important to have something anchored out there in the near future that you're pulling yourself toward. You know, when you get there, you're going to get a break. And 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 even just say, John, going back to my mile for mental well-being, like whether you're a, a tillage farmer or a, a vet, you know, or even working inside an, an office uh, or on the road as a you know a, a sales manager or a sales rep for an ag company, we can all take do that mile, and it's possibly something that we should be doing more than one, you know, doing a few times a week that you can pull up at lunchtime and you know, you might have had a really stressful stressful morning and you, you can walk a lap of the field or you know find a nice place to if you're on the road find a nice place just to stop for a, a quick cup of coffee and go for a quick walk and it just allows us space outside the work environment where we can clear our heads and think a lot fresher and come back with a fresh opinion on something after doing after taking that time for ourselves well that let's just say that that wonderful week away from it all has now come to an end it's time to head back home back to the 24/7 do you have you learned to do anything to try to prolong the benefits of that breather even as you plunge back into work I think we we realise the importance of uh, you know having time together in the evenings and you know where we can at the weekends. I mean, to go, we've been to a lot of agricultural shows this year with our daughters because uh, they're showing livestock and Paul has been showing heifers as well and something we really enjoy as a family. And I guess you know doing things like that too takes us away from uh, social media or the the phones a bit as well and. Uh, gives us time to go out and enjoy life with the animals that we work with every day as well. I know like myself and Paula go on date night regularly and it's just a time to step out of the wellies and put on clean clothes and go out into you know, a different side of the world for the, to what we work in every day. So important. What do you think about that, Paula? Um, I love date nights because like as I said earlier, even though we work together and we sleep together, <laughs> we live together, it's rare that we'd actually have a full conversation. So for me, the date nights are great because if I I do my some of my best thinking inside in the parlour, so I might have an idea for something, and I just think when I'm when we're out having dinner together, I can kind of when the phone is put away, it's then I can sit down and have the conversation with Pete, and we can. He can either say, yeah, we can try that or no, that's not a good idea or whatever. But like at home, I just, I forget about it because I'm always running and racing. But for me, that's a great opportunity for us just to sit down and actually have a conversation and make a plan for the coming months. 
Well, before I let you two go, uh, I was wondering, are there certain resources that you can point our listeners to that they can go to to, uh, to get tips and pointers on, on how to navigate their way through some time off away from those devices? Uh, I think there's a phenomenal amount of right resources right across the world. Uh, myself and Paul are ambassadors for Tackle Your Feelings. Uh, and if anyone Googles Tackle Your Feelings, there's a, a lot of tips and resources on their website that are, uh, you know, no matter where you are in the world, they're going to be uh, re- relevant to you. And uh, you know, during Ag Mental Health Week, we'll be we'll be posting uh, mental well-being tips on on all the social media platforms on a daily basis. And if anyone just uses the hashtag Ag, hashtag Ag Mental Health Week, uh, they'll find a lot of stuff there on. Instagram, Twitter, uh, or uh, Facebook. Yes, I did that, and, and that's exactly what happened. Pete and Paula Hines, dairy farmers in County Cork, Ireland, founders of Ag Mental Health Week, set this year for October 10th through the 16th. Thank you both. Thanks, Thank Mel, for having us on, Tom. You bet. And for Ag Future, I'm Tom Martin. This has been Ag Future, presented by Alltech. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to Ag Future wherever you listen to podcasts.